Welcome aboard, everyone. Just don't touch anything. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. See, aboard. Aboard, usually terminology that suggests boat of some sort. A craft. Or a train. Yeah, could be a train. Right. It's the only time I ever hear a board. Yes. Trying to figure out where you're going with this. Puzzled it out. Beautifully done. (laughs) Could have just waited for me to explain. (laughs) If I'm selling any stock right now, it's in friggin' cruise companies, man. Cruise ships? It could be a year before anybody who takes cruises wants to take a cruise. Oh, yeah. And, And for the rest of my life, I mean, with the whole... Uh, you know, coming out of both ends maladies that people get. What's that That one thing people are always getting on? Cruise the shits? <laughs> the norovirus. There it is. That's the technical term. It gives you that, though. Jack's from farm country, <laughs> folks. You'll have to excuse him. He's very earthy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, because I already have that half in my head that there might be some horrendous intestinal bug Going around if you get unlucky on a cruise ship, because most of them go to and fro and they, everybody has a great time and gets drunk and eats too much, but um, nobody gets sick. But but that norovirus thing is in the corner of my mind. And then then you got this, the the uh, the COVID-19, the coronavirus freaking people out. And you have that Japanese uh, doomed cruise ship. People are dying coming off of that. Now, granted, it was all Japanese folks, um, you know, who were not in good health anyway, but. Um, now you got this ship uh, at the moment we are recording this stuck in San Francisco Harbor, uh, the the bay, San Francisco Bay, and nobody will let it dock anywhere. It was out, what, it was going from Hawaiian back or something, and a couple of people got diagnosed, so now they're not sure what to do with them, and it's just sitting there in the bay. The um, I got to stay in my room for a week on a ship, and I feel fine, and, you know. There'd be inconveniences, but I could do that. That being horrifyingly sick, though, and not having the comforts of home would be awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, and I don't know what the medical care is like. Do they send people in hazmat suits? It can't be great. Throw them overboard. (laughs) (laughs) Chum. Positive Sean Cruise Lines. We nip viruses right in the bud. That's right. (laughs) I've got an idea for you, chum. (laughs) Oh, Somebody signed up for our advanced swimming package. (laughs) So according to the uh, handsome yet dishonest governor of California, Gavin Newsom, uh, we've uh, requested the arrival be delayed to provide ample opportunity for the CDC in partnership with the Coast Guard and state health officials to conduct tests. Because we have a number of passengers and crew members who have developed symptoms on this cruise. As a consequence, we are going to be flying testing kits to the cruise ship and quickly sending those back to state labs uh, blah, 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 within a few hours to determine whether these individuals are symptomatic. I keep hearing different different stories on this. How long does it take to check and see if you've got? Well, they're going to fly it to the labs in Richmond, California, which are in the Bay Area, to be tested very quickly within a few hours to determine whether or not these individuals are symptomatic, Hmm. just have traditional cold or flu, or have contracted COVID-19. Now, it's not clear to me from that sentence whether those those, uh, tests will be delivered to the lab within hours, or they'll have results within hours. Right. I didn't think you could get results that fast. Like the South Korea, they got those drive-through things. They seem to be... Oh, they do? Uh, saying, oh, you got it, you don't, or whatever. Well, like I said, I keep oh, hearing right? different things. Yeah. Interesting. Six weeks, six days, at least two days. Huh. I don't know how long it takes. 
Let's see. Cruises are interesting to me in that you're either a cruise person or you're not. People I know are cruise people. They dream of it their whole lives. They go, it was the greatest vacation they ever took, or they go every single year, or you have no interest in what in it whatsoever like me. Mm. It seems to be, you, you seem to be one or the other for the most part. Judy and I are taking one of those river journeys that you see the ads for and stuff. Like in Deliverance? Um, like Burt Reynolds did? A lot like that, Yes. No, actually, I like doing that too. I love rivers, and so I thought it'd be fun. We're gonna—it's gonna be a wine-themed thing, like on a river boat sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, one of those river cruise ships you see okay. the old folks on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, of course, I'm young, vital, and exciting, but it's a wine-themed thing. So you cruise along, then you go to some wineries, and then you—you know—you go back and you cruise along and look at the scenery, and then go to some different wineries. Seems kind of fun. So, but the big cruise ships. But I'm—I'm—I got to admit, I'm a little concerned that everything might get canceled because of this. Well, it certainly could. Yeah. But the big giant... It's not one of those giant ships, by the way. It's like a couple hundred people. Yeah, the giant cruise ships that go around, from what I can see from various cities I've been in, the giant ships... First of all, the being on the ship at all sounds horrible to me. There's nothing I like about that. But um, And then when they land, they go to like the worst part of every city that exists. Everybody comes out at Pier 39 in San Francisco and runs around for a while or, you know, similar in other cities. Whoa. All right. If you like it, you like it. Fine. But we vacationed in a couple of places in Mexico in particular that um, are big cruise ship destinations. But you have to get away. You got to oh, get away from I the got, terminal. I got a buddy who uh, they, they docked in Ensenada, I think it was, um, uh, Mexico. And he said that we walked off. We were like a half a block and went back to the ship. I thought, oh, my God, the places I could show you in Ensenada that are like 10 blocks from there. Yeah. They're freaking awesome. But. That's not what the cruise ship people do. And then so no. I just, the whole thing sounds awful to me. But I've had friends, lots of friends and family members who just, it's, they do it once a year and they freaking love it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I know friends who are celebrating anniversaries and birthdays and the whole family is, extended family is taking a cruise. I wonder yeah. if it's the, um, uh, some people like package things where everything is like planned and all this sort of stuff so you don't have to worry about it. You don't mm-hmm. think about it. And yeah. I like the exact opposite. I like driving somewhere. I'm going to make it up on the fly. I don't. Where are you staying? I don't know where I'm staying. I'll figure it out when I get there. Your mic's off, isn't it? Oh, it is off. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll I'll land in a spot and then I'll just walk around. If I see an interesting yeah. bar, I'll go into the bar. If I see a museum, yeah. I'll check that out. No, I'm the opposite. I like to have it planned out. In fact, I like to be told specifically what to do and when. Ordered, really, and punished if I don't do it. Grave structure. <laughs> That's right. Punished if I don't do it. Exactly. And the idea of you got to be back by five. No, I just, I can't, I can't do that. No, I'm having fun. So I'm not coming back. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you did when we were in Africa. You were having fun. So you decided just not to make the flight. Well, that was part of it. (laughs) (laughs) The infamous flight. Let's see. I got to get this right. Um, Yeah, I'm on flight 530 at 720. Turns out I was on flight 720 at 5.30. That's hilarious. Imagine my chagrin (laughs) when I looked up at the big tote board and it said departed. And I thought, I wonder if departed means something different here in South Africa. (laughs) Maybe that means sitting there waiting for me here. (laughs) Turns out no. And your flight has already taken off is so much different if you're flying from, you know, L.A. to Phoenix, which they've got one every 45 right. minutes oh, every day great. of the week. I'm not going to get there till 830 tonight. Yeah. yeah or if no. it's a 21-hour flight. Ordeal. They, <laughs> they have one a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well. Although we've told this story before. If you, I tell you what. If you haven't, if you have heard it before, uh, you can end the podcast. But if you haven't, this is worth telling. So 
I'm devastated for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm thousands of miles from home. I'm really missing my wife, my two bigger kids who are small, and my infant daughter. Delaney was an infant at that point. Wow. She was tiny. And uh, and I couldn't wait to get home, and I missed my flight, and I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I, you know, half an hour later, I rebooked, and I thought, okay, this is going to be all right. But I was pretty freaked out for about a half an hour. And so I end up, all right, uh, is there a hotel in the airport? Surely there is. I end up in the airport hotel with a bottle of wine and movies on on tv so i lay in in bed and this was in johannesburg this is in yeah i think we flew out of johannesburg yeah we did we did because i was hanging out with a bunch of radio guys from johannesburg um i had the raving gallopatrots by the way from but, our meals in cape town oh lord yeah but, you both got really sick i remember this oh. broadcast is one of the very first shows i did with you guys but they oh, introduced really? me to this um this uh, uh, uh remedy i'm not going to say for what i don't like the d word just trust me that I had severe like D word. digestive problems. Okay. Rhymes with flyeria. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yikes. I don't like that word. No. Anyway, they introduced me to this fabulous That's South African drug. Flyeria is not a word. That you can't you can't even buy this stuff in America, but oh my god, it works. It's like it's like I ingested I needed um, that. Half a pound of, of cement, of sacrate. And everything just solid, solidified. Around. So, who sent us to South Africa? It was the the South African, um, like the tourism bureau. tourism bureau. Yeah. So they booked it on the cheap. So the flight with connections, because there were you would never book a, a trip like this yourself. No. The total flight, the time of travel coming home was forty hours. Yeah. Well, not an exaggeration. Forty. That's almost two days. Which brings That's me insane. back. That's insane. Which brings Not me without staying overnight somewhere. No, travel, layover for like nine hours, get on another plane for 17 hours, then like an, an 11-hour layover. <laughs> 40 hours of traveling. It was horrific. Okay, which returns me to my uh, fascinating tale. So there I am sipping wine and watching movies in the hotel room, and I talk to my wife, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be home a little later. Um. I connected through Atlanta the day after. I can't remember how it worked out. Or I connected through a different airport, and I ended up saying, "Hey, there's a it, there appears to be an earlier flight. Is there a seat on that?" They said, "Yeah, go ahead, get on it." So I did. So I had like a ten minute connection, and I, having missed the flight the previous evening, got home. I think it was two hours. After Jack and our producer, Scott, <laughs> and I had no wait, waiting time in any airports. You guys had this hellish experience in Atlanta Hartsfield, right? Because as I recall, it was Georgia, Tennessee had their football game and the NASCAR race was in Atlanta that same day. And I've so, never been more miserable in my life, I don't yeah. think, than after that 40 hours of flying. Yeah. I traded a night sipping wine and watching movies for getting home Two hours later, I remember, as it turns out. I remember our Scott, our producer, saying when we finally landed, he said, don't take this the wrong way, and I mean no offense, but I don't want to see you again for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> 40 hours of us ha- traveling together with no sleep. Oh, I know. I know. God, it was horrible. The whole thing was horrible. Oh, worst yeah. broadcast we've ever done. Worst week of radio we've ever done. No doubt about it. God well, dang, it was terrible. And, and one more tale from South Africa. One of the highlights of the thing was to be touring one of the townships. That's one of those vast shanty towns where uh, people live in poverty and, and they have their own 
like makeshift governments and all makeshift police and the gangs are active and all, but they will give you a tour of them to explain the, you know, the sociology of it and the history of it and, and, and poverty and blah, blah, blah. Sound really interesting. I was really looking forward to it, but we ran into this cabbie who said, oh, you're not doing one of those package tours. He said, no, those are phony. Listen, I can hook you guys up with the actual people who run it. You will get a view of it no foreigners get, but I know these people. These are my friends. I mean, you will have an experience. So we blew off the official tour, and we're going to meet this guy at 930 in the morning, and he was going to show us what it was really like. Well, 9.30 gets there, then 9.45, then 10, then 10.30. Guy just no-shows. He just stiffs us, and we got nothing. We got nothing. We didn't see it at all. Oh, that pissed me off. Liar. Hope I run into him on the street. Beat him down. That is one of the nicest places I've ever been in my life, Cape Town, South Africa. And then, like, two miles outside of town, it was like, well, it was like what you think of a lot of Africa. We had to run for our lives at one point. Because we witnessed a crime and we watched a little too long. These guys came after us. So we had to literally take off running. Very pleasant. Very lovely. My one takeaway will be there was a place we ate dinner and there was a uh, cheetah on the table. Like a live cheetah. Yes. Standing on the table. Yes. I'm sorry, what? And we took knives and forks and took bites of it. And I was just standing there for like, I don't know, a centerpiece. And, uh, and they had eyeballs on the buffet. Oh. Yes. Not the cheetah's eyeballs. He still had his eyeballs. <laughs> as far as we can tell. They might have been glass eyes. I didn't look real closely, but uh, yeah. Would you like an eyeball? No, thank you. No, thank you. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Weirdest, strangest, worst show I ever ran. Yeah. Hands down. That was terrible. Well, I guess that's it. 